Hello, this is Champ 180, and I'm your host, your helper and friend, Adam Childress. If you're listening and expecting a kumbaya session on what you want to hear, this may not be the show for you. We are committed to encouraging and developing champion-like individuals who desire to learn, grow, improve in the five core areas of champ. I'm real, transparent, and say what's on my mind with no fluff or puff. So listen up, because today is your day. Stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Champ 180 called Who is Eric Rhodes? Part 1 with special guest Eric Rhodes from Rhodes Entertainment. Eric Rhodes is a professional wedding and private event DJ. His love for mixing began in 2000 when he picked up his first set of turntables and a crate of house records. That love continues to grow as he enjoys sharing his passion with people from all over the globe. Eric is also a trained master of ceremonies, storyteller, and announcer and he uses those skills to enhance each and every event he's a part of. Eric believes that the pursuit of personal growth, taking risks, and dreaming big has led to his success both in business and social media. With 1.1 million new followers on TikTok in just over a year, he believes that putting yourself out there and being authentic, even when it's uncomfortable and difficult, is key to growing a personal brand that people are attracted to. Eric, thank you so much for being here today. We look forward to hearing from you, and we thank you so much for your time. Sure thing. Happy to be here. So tell us about yourself. Tell us about your family, your hobbies. What what do you like to do? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Where do I start? Well, uh, I am 43 years old. I have a beautiful wife. And then I have two kids that are 11 and 8 years old. ton of fun. Into sports right now. So uh, that takes up a lot of our time. It's a ton of fun. Mm. Music lessons, all of those mm-hmm. things. Uh, so that's almost my hobby <laughs> outside of running a business, DJing. Being a dad. Being a dad. And then uh, fitness is really important to me as well. So um, exercising. Yes. Mentally too. Mentally as well. You like to read? Do you like to read? I read daily. Oh, good. Yeah. I just got a book. Have you, have you seen this? Oh, yeah. That was one. So I, my personal development journey started in about 2011. Okay. My brother sent me a book after I started my business called The Slight Edge. And that just opened my eyes to the personal development world. And I believe that book at the at the back of The Slight Edge was recommended. Mm. There was a list of reading. Oh, okay. So I got that book and you did. that changed my life. Excellent. Book. Isn't it? Oh, so the yeah. book is called uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I just mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome. I told my kids, I'll pay you two fifty a piece to, to read this. But uh, it's so valuable to learn how to treat people, um, service, put others first. Uh, so he nailed it on the head. I love that book. Well, Absolutely. I should actually reread that. I mean, that's that's probably a book you should read every year just to yes. rehash and remember. Yes. Yeah. Because you start changing and you start, you know, slipping, you know, we're a creature of, of habit, start slipping into that comfort zone where we were before. But reading this and eventually you'll start uh, getting better each year if you keep at it. Absolutely. So that's awesome. Yeah. Great book. 
Uh, so Eric and I have uh, something in common. We both uh, are DJs, but I've retired for the second time, about a year, about this year, actually. It's been great. I started way back in 1998 in the backyard of a family friend in Tucson, Arizona. Where was your first DJ gig, and when did it morph into what is now Rhodes Entertainment? I wish I could recall my very first DJ gig, but I can't. But I do know the moment I decided to become a DJ, and that was in the year 2000. I was in college. I think I was a sophomore at U of I, University of Idaho, mm. and I went to a rave, and I saw two DJs mixing uh, you know, two sets of turntables, and they were going back and forth, and they had the crowd just dancing and just fully engaged, and I was watching them, picturing myself up there doing that. Mm. And it was the first time I'd ever gotten just ridiculously excited about something like that, that I could do that. So I I don't know how long it was after. It might have been the next day, but I, I think eBay was just a thing. So I went on eBay, ordered this used set of turntables, vinyl. I think I got two crates, a mixer, some headphones. And as soon as it arrived, I just started practicing. So, and Wow, you started off with the, uh, the vinyls. The yes. Record. Yep. I see. Yep. I was I wanted to be an OG like start out the way they originally did. So uh, you want to do more raves and uh, clubs rather than de- um, parties and uh, weddings. I was yes. Yeah, so back then I was really into house music, break beats, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of house parties in the sense that it was for people who wanted to hear that kind of music. And then eventually I played a couple clubs in Moscow. Then that evolved and I moved to Boise in 2005. Started to branch out to where my house music was a lot of remixes. So you would hear some popular songs mixed in. So it had a poppier feel, hip hop elements, things like that. But it was still very housey and funky. And I had a residency in Boise at Red Feather Lounge, and that, and then I started getting other gigs like at Neuralux. Um, I did China Blue for a bit, so that all sort of evolved, and it was a hobby while I was bartending, waiting tables. Oh wow! Did, okay. Yeah, um, and then eventually, in 2007, I decided to do something with my life, and I had a degree in radio, TV, digital media production. No way! That's awesome. Yeah, and I figured, okay, I'm going to try. I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. Right. So I gave TV news a shot. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. And I became uh, a videographer, photojournalist for two years, and then was promoted to producer. On the side, I was DJing um, these clubs and such just for fun, a little extra cash. Well, uh, one I didn't, I wasn't happy with my job. It wasn't, I knew this wasn't a long career for me. Mm -hmm. My heart wasn't into it. And I did an event for the radio uh, TV station. And it went really well. And the next day, one of this, these top production guys came up to me. He's like, Eric, you killed it yesterday. You know, awesome job. Uh, do you do this regularly? Like, how much you get paid? He asked me some questions. And uh, I told him. And he just looked me dead in the eyes like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, what am I doing here? He, he gave me that sort of light inspiration to go you should maybe pursue that because you're really good at it and that that was a spark i needed and i think that was maybe 2010 and then in 2011 i decided to start a business and started roads entertainment 
eventually the news station went under. It was we were all laid off. I think in twenty end of twenty eleven or twenty twelve, and I had a choice to make: do I? Because the the idea was to transition from you know make enough money in Rhodes Entertainment to not have to work in TV news anymore. True. So that was my idea. Well, I was just laid off, and and I I was either going to get another job in TV news or figure it out. So I just decided not to go back and figure it out. I ended up waiting tables a little bit um, and then growing my DJ business, which I think was a blessing because I had, I think had I had that safety net for too long, I may not have worked as hard. It's true. It, uh, it propels you to, you know, get out there and take courage. I had to hustle. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, wow. That's awesome. I didn't know you were into the, TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, agree in that. That's fun. That's awesome. That's good to have with uh, with your line of work. It's That's served cool. me really well, um, especially with the things like I'm doing on TikTok now. I, like I know lighting and camera angles, and there are certain things, production elements. Yeah. Even the way I was never on camera, but I knew how to be on camera, and I knew how to look into a lens. Little things like that that I think. Uh, I don't know, just things I picked up on throughout the years that have really helped me. That's um, really cool. Serve a purpose at some point. Yeah. Okay. Those little skills. Have you filmed a uh, a wedding before? Uh, at Like just as a yeah. videographer? No. No. I've done that. No. <laughs> I don't think I would like it too much. I like I like being the DJ. But. Yeah, I did too. I knew, I, and being a DJ at weddings, so... I don't know anything about mixing and the way you mix your music. There's no way. I mean, I'd hire you over me in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, you put more fun into it, you know, I, and I'm, I do the, the CDs. I'm for, more contemporary CDs, wedding. I wasn't, I never went into a club. If I did, I would get tomatoes thrown at me. Uh, Who is this guy? You know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was the kind of DJ I was. It was mostly, Put food on the table because I had a second job. I already had my main job. So it, it really wasn't. I had a business, but it was uh, by word of mouth. I really didn't market myself out there. And it seemed like you had a knack for it anyway, a desire mm-hmm. more so than what I what I did. I was just, I'm just going to feed my kids. It's a good. You're kind of motivated by right. the money and the yes. taking, taking care of the family. It served its purpose at the time, you know. And so I'm glad to hang up the headphones for the second time, you know, so. You don't need it anymore. No, I'm good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, but it was fun. Yeah, that's interesting. I, you know, I got into weddings. I didn't originally want to do weddings. I had people ask me, and I'm like, no way. They're stressful. I'm not doing a wedding. They sound like, do I have to play the chicken dance? And do I have to do these? <laughs> you know, like I was a cool DJ, you know, like I didn't want to. Do you have to get out there and do the chicken dance with them? Yeah. <laughs> this just sounds so corny. And then a buddy of mine who was getting me club gigs and such, he's like, bro, I'm doing, I'm doing these weddings. I have one that I could get you. I'll give you all the, you know, everything you need. Just. You just got to show up and play and make a couple announcements. And uh, I'm like, I don't know. He's like, just trust me. They're fun. They're good. And then he told me, you know, I was getting paid like $100, I think, to do like three or four hours at a, at a <laughs> club. And I don't remember the exact number, but it was like 500 to come do this wedding. And all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try this out. Yeah. And I actually had fun. thought it was pretty cool. 
did a couple more and then that was when I decided, yeah, actually, maybe I can make a career out of this because I was so miserable with my other job. I had the passion for DJing, but I didn't have the passion for weddings, but I was motivated by the money initially because I was like, okay, how can I kind of mesh these together? But then it evolved. I'm like, how can I be, how can I incorporate all of my skills as like, as a mixed DJ, club DJ, how can I incorporate that into weddings so it's a little cooler? And I feel good about it. Yeah. And the crowd feels good about it. And I'm making a good living. And so that's when I focus my branding on being like, you know, the only mixed DJ doing weddings in town. And try to fit the crowd, fit the couple. Mm-hmm. Back then it was a little more primitive than it is now. I've, you know, I've evolved over 11 years. Yeah. So I always had the intent of making it a unique event for them every time. So okay. I try not to do the same thing, but there are a lot of similarities to every wedding. Yeah. So it's hard same not process. to. It's hard not to be similar. Yeah. But so it's the little things that make it different. Right. So uh, Eric, I noticed uh, on Google search, uh, you had a 5.0 rating with over a hundred reviews. That's amazing. I've never seen a 5.0 on a business before. So. Uh, what do you do to reach that level of excellence, having a 5.0 rating on uh, Google reviews? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And for me, it's about one, being providing good customer service mm-hmm. from the beginning until the end. So as soon as I receive a lead from someone, I want to give them good service, even if it's just that conversation through an email. It's true. And then throughout the entire process, being available, uh, you know, communicating, planning, all of those things, being on time, showing up, doing all of those things that a professional should. Mm -hmm. Then as a DJ, working on my craft, knowing the crowd that I'm going to be working with. So when I play music for four, five, six hours, I'm playing the right stuff that gets the crowd going. Mm -hmm. Also, Working on my craft over the years, I've gotten better. You'll notice my, I've noticed my reviews from the beginning were, yay, he kept the dance floor packed. We had a ton of fun. Event was a blast. Loved Eric. Now it's, they're lengthier reviews. Mm -hmm. They're like, he was very detailed. Yes. Planning was in depth. We just felt like we knew him. He's sharing our story. The crowd loved him. Everybody's talking about him the next day. Like, so it's gotten really I evolved that. over time, yeah. and that's on purpose. Like I want to do the every event. I want to try to be a little bit better, a little bit better. You know, our wedding season's typically May through October ish. In the off season, I'm I'm going to workshops and figuring out ways how can I improve my processes and really per, improve as a performer. Oh yeah, definitely. That's so really I've cool. always strived to be better. Very cool. Um, and then I just ask. I ask the right people too. If there's a, an event that sometimes they fall flat, you know, maybe they, we, I liked them in the beginning and then there was some conflict. That's rare, but it does happen. I may not ask them for a review, <laughs> 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 but I'm pretty sure I'd still get five, but you know what I mean? You got to be smart about it. I think, um, DJs have to have that charisma, you know, that's, um, that joy and that smile. You know, not, you can't make everybody happy, I notice, at the wedding. But mostly our focus and our primary goal is to make the bride and groom happy. But you had a, you had a, you hit a level that 
obviously getting almost paragraph mm-hmm. reviews. That says a lot. You struck a chord with these people because it takes time to make a review. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I hear, I listen to podcasts for my other you know, wedding DJs and such, and I've just heard through conversations that incentivize your clients to leave a review, you know, offer them a gift card if they write a review, those kinds of things. I've never had to do that. That says a lot. Because I've built such a strong relationship, I can go to them after the event and be like, that was amazing. They're like, yes, that was so much fun. I'm like, hey, would you mind, you know, do me like, do me a favor and just write a nice review if you think I deserve it. And usually, boom, right away, they're they're willing to. They're willing to, yeah. They're, they're, awesome. they're excited to write it. Write it. And uh, I love that I've worked on my craft so much that I can have build those kind of relationships with people I work with. That makes it fulfilling for me. You what you put into it, you're going to get out of it. Yeah, because you like you said, you toiled and work hard. Even though you're an expert at it, you still want to learn more because there's always stuff to learn. You better yourself at it, and so by doing that, you get your the seeds that you're planting, you're rewarding the harvest of all that from all those reviews. Totally. Um, so, yeah, 5.0. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, thanks. So, Eric, uh, you have a, quite a following on TikTok. Tell us about that and how did that start and transition to over, what, over a million followers? Yeah, 1.1 million as of today. That's awesome. So it's pretty cool. And TikTok itself, it started on May 4th, 2021. Mm, okay. But I had been working on social media for years, um, Instagram, Facebook. Like I've always been fascinated with social media marketing. So I don't think the whole journey's just started on May 4th. I think I had been trying to do things. Even during COVID, I was posting YouTube videos and trying to just connect with people in different ways, show what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess short story is... I wanted to avoid TikTok. It didn't seem like something I wanted to get into because I think a lot of people had this idea of what TikTok was, which was just like kids dancing on it for teenagers. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I do not see any reason to use this platform. Mm-hmm. But I kept hearing about it, hearing about it. And then in April, I set a goal for myself. Well, two things happened in 2021. One is I set a goal to make one new DJ mix every month and put it on a platform called Mixcloud, where a lot of DJs host their mixes. Mm. I didn't have a big following, so a lot of people weren't hearing my mixes, which was frustrating because I put a lot of time into these, and nobody, you know, you can't promote that on Facebook or Instagram because the algorithm will see that you're trying to push, advertise another website, so you won't get very many views. So it was really frustrating. So I'm like, how can I show people that I know how to mix creatively? And I set a goal in April to do 30 days of Instagram stories mm-hmm. because that was uh, something that I liked to do, but I was kind of inconsistent with it. Mm-hmm. So I set that goal and started to get a little bit bored with the things that I was posting. And one day I was just mixing, working on a mix. I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but I was in my office on my turntables and I had a, I like blended two tracks together and I'm like, that'd be kind of cool to show people. Like, how can I... Maybe that could be in my Instagram story because I needed to fill that gap for the day. So I just propped my phone up and just started talking into the camera with my speaker on. And I was like, hey, check out this mix that I I did. It's this track and this track. I'm going to mix it. I just explained what I was doing. And then I played it and posted it to stories and immediately got great feedback. People like, that was cool. Awesome. Love that you're showing us what you're doing behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, those kind of comments. And that evolved 
to a buddy of mine saying, hey, you need to put that on Instagram Reels. And so I immediately did. I was like, all right, I'll put it on Reels. All of a sudden, you know, usually when I post something to Instagram, I will get some likes, maybe a couple local comments from people that I know personally. But this reel, I was getting tons of likes from people I didn't even know who weren't following me. I had a wedding planner in some other state tell me how cool that was and wish I could be at one of the weddings she does. And I'm like, whoa, I'm reaching a whole new audience. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like a week later or so, I thought, all right, I'm going to put this to TikTok. Might as well, because I kept hearing about TikTok. So I posted that same result. And then that just started my journey of TikTok. And I just kept posting once or twice a week, nothing crazy. And then, you know, maybe a month later, I had a video go somewhat viral, had like 250,000 views. And then a month later, I had a video get a million views. Then kept going. It took a few months, but then I had a couple more get a million views. And then in March, I had a video get, uh, it's out now at almost 17 million views. 17 million. And another one at eight and a half or so million. Which one was it, the 17 million? 17 is... Chris Stapleton, you should probably leave mixed with a hip hop track called Big Booty by Cash Out. Yes, I did see that one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that one, that one just, that video itself changed my life. It brought me from a hundred and I had 147,000 followers, which is pretty good on TikTok. Right. Like, that's really good. In March. A lot of people were hyping me up. And yeah, so March, you know, whatever day it was. 13th mm -hmm. and then by may from two videos i had i went to 1.1 million no way so in a matter of two months i gained about eight hundred and fifty thousand followers or so yeah, that's awesome nuts that is really cool <laughs> so yeah that's that's been a big uh big game changer for my business and my brand so what do you um uh, how so and what do you want to do with that I immediately started getting inquiries for out-of-state events and continue to do so. Most of my leads come from TikTok now and Instagram. I've booked weddings in South Carolina, Arizona, California. I have had people call me. Nothing's solidified yet. Don't want to ruin the opportunity, but I'm going to say it anyway. I might be playing parties during the Super Bowl week. Uh, Sundance Film Festival, like things are really starting to happen for me, so it's so it's really cool. exciting. Uh, I had Warren G. Remember, remember Warren G. I do from the nineties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so my my video that hit over eight million views was a Warren G. Regulate, mixed with a Morgan Wallen track. Oh, okay. And I repost. So I posted that back in March or April. I reposted it last week on Instagram. And he shared it on his page on Instagram. And then his manager messaged me. No way. This is like Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, what you're doing is hot. Let's talk. And so we had a phone call that night. And he's talking about me collabing with him on some things, potentially doing some dates with him. He just asked if I'm open to that That those opportunities i'm like well, maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll see if i can fit in my calendar but uh so yeah those those kinds of things are happening and then uh as far as what i want to do with it i just sky's the limit now i'm like it is. I'm, I'm like okay 
you know, part of me back in the day lacked the self-confidence and courage and belief in myself to do anything beyond what I was doing then, which was little clubs in Boise and which was cool. I was happy with it, but I never thought bigger and I never thought bigger than weddings until the last couple of years. And when I started to gain that belief and uh, started to get some courage, I started to put myself out there and started to, I don't know, just think differently. And that's when, and put in the work. And then that's when things started to happen. So I'm like, wow, now what can I accomplish? Can I do a Vegas residency? Could I do like, what, what can I possibly do? Who knows? And now I, now I'm like, anything's possible. It is. Um, I just have to keep working hard and, and, and just work with the right intent. Yeah. So, um, so with that, like you said, um, you said something about lack of, uh, you're struggling with confidence and courage, right? And now all this has taken place. Do Is there some advice that you can give those people that are just trying to start out, not necessarily in the entertainment or DJ or whatever you do, but something else, something they want to tackle in life, but they're just that courage and that confidence is just keeping them down. You have just listened to Who is Eric Rhodes Part 1 with special guest Eric Rhodes. Stay tuned and listen to Part 2 next Monday as he talks more about his life and career. So, Eric, where can uh, people find you online to get more information? Yeah, so on TikTok, that's the fun platform. That's uh, at DJ Eric Rhodes. And actually, everything social is pretty much DJ Eric Rhodes. Instagram, um, I have a cool Mixcloud page where people can stream all my, my mixes that I'm doing. Um, so that's DJ E-R-I-C-R-H-O-D-E-S. I also have a website if you're interested in booking you know, weddings or events, and that's RhodesEntertainment.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Champ 180 podcast. I really appreciate your time and tuning in. Again, this is Adam Childress, but I'd like to leave you with a few things to uh, live by daily. That is be thankful, be kind, believe in yourself, never give up, help others, cherish family and friends, do your best, listen with your heart, laugh often, and love lots. Until next time, God bless.